Welcome to your generic podcast show intro. Hey, it's uh, CJ, and thank you for your patience. Please skip ahead a minute 30 if you don't want to hear this. I have not been posting the podcast for the last couple days. Our buddy Spencer's out sick. Uh, he enjoys doing that. I do not because I'm lazy. Well, I, you know, we have to do it at the end of the show, and I try to go home and lay with my puppies, pet them, love them, caress them. But you know what sucks is when you're in a habit of listening to a podcast, and apparently there are people that listen to this one, and I thank you for that. If you wouldn't mind going up, giving us a comment, a like, a rating, if you will, telling a friend, because the weird thing in radio is like we don't get credit for these podcasts unless someone listens to them like 24 hours Within 24 hours. It's a very weird, stupid thing the way it works. And some people are like, nah, man, uh, no more podcasts. People have to listen live. And I know realistically, even though, honestly, 101X, the music's a lot better. We're playing like a lot more new stuff. I enjoy it. I enjoy the music we're playing. But I know as a podcast listener myself, sometimes you either just want music or you just want to listen to the hour-long whatever podcast and just chill. I get it. I want to keep doing podcasts. I want to keep having them not up like a week later or a couple days later, like I did this time, but I want to have the podcast up after the show so people can keep listening. So please uh, help us. <laughs> Is that what I'm saying? I don't know. Here you go. Here's uh, here's the podcast for that you might have missed uh, during this week of the CJ Morgan Show. Well, let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard. Don't forget CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Man, it is, uh, it is hard to break out of old habits, Matt, especially when you when you become a union with another human being, when you have a couple, when, uh, you, when you live together, yeah. when, when you're one with each other. And yeah. there's, there's one that still bugs me. Very, very much. It's gotten better, thankfully. Uh, the good news is, is I don't say or do anything anymore. The bad news is, I think my facial expressions are giving you away a little bit, uh, and it has to do with something really dumb. By All right, the way. let's get into really it. Really dumb. Um, whenever I go out and eat, when we have a nice date night, when uh, my my fiance and I uh, order food, she, she's an appetizer orderer. I'm I'm usually not. Not a, unless it's chips and salsa, but I'm not an app guy because I've always been so poor to where me, I'm just like trying to save money. Right. And I was such a drunk, I was trying to save money just to drink and appetizers take away that buzz. Anyhow, not only she's an appetizer orderer, but she's also usually a soup orderer. And that I can be like, all right, fine. You got your app. You got your soup. I get it. Uh, but here's the thing that really kills me. This is what makes me insane. And it's a, it's a hard, fast rule. Uh, that I want to establish is if, if if you order, you can't double the soup. If you order a gumbo as your appetizer, you can't get an etouffee for your meal. You can't get two soupy things. It's dumb. It doesn't make sense. You have to do the complete opposite. Right? No? Is this just a dumb rule that I'm putting in my head that... Do you... You're, do you want to control what the other person at the table is eating? Kind of. <laughs> Well, it's like if if 
let's say we're having seafood. If okay. I'm, if I'm, if we're getting calamari as an appetizer, you can't get fish for an entree. Well, you can, but it's got to be grilled, <laughs> not fried, not, not double fried, because then you're just eating nothing but fried stuff. But that's not even as big as okay. like the double soup thing, like getting an etouffee and a gumbo. And I know etouffee or jambalaya is not the same. It's not. You're right. As as a straight right. up like so gumbo. So this is even crazier that you're deciding but that it's it still is goopy. the same. It comes in a bowl and it's goop. It's goop in a bowl. So it's the same thing. You're eating essentially two different things. Can I ask a question? I, it, and really, I, I'm on your side. 100%, CJ, I am on your side and I agree with and you. And listen, I don't say anything. I'm I just ag- like, All I right, agree man. with you. Here's what I want to ask real quick. A, can you explain to me how it affects you what the other person is eating? Uh, it affects the money coming out of my bank. Okay, well, that's what I want to, that's okay. going to get me to the second thing. So even if the, even if she got soup and then got a sandwich or a burger, you'd be okay with that because that's not two goopy things? It's very different. I would so s- it would still be affecting the so-called uh, bank that, account. Wait, unless that uh, unless it was like a, a, a French roast dip, then, then okay. au jus sauce counts. Here's a thing I want to add. This last question I really want to ask you about you and your fiancé is um, this uh, affecting the bank account thing. I've just noticed that when I go to your house, it appears that one of you makes a little bit more than the other. And That's I, just recently and happened, And I'm all right. wondering, does that person do more of the paying for stuff? I, I don't know which one it is, by the way. I'm just, 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 you know, just asking this question for no reason, really. I'd, no, things are pretty equal. And if, if I want to go that, out to okay. quality seafood, this is some stuttering. I'm going to pay for it. Uh, Here's the problem, Matt. I guess let's. The root of the problem is not even that. The thing well, you is, you can't go to a place called Quality Seafood and then be mad when someone orders two seafoods. But two goops. <laughs> two, you can't order a gumbo and an etouffee. That's two goopy things in a bowl. It's like being like, all right, I'm gonna have a side salad and then also, oh, let me do the uh, shrimp salad, the salmon. Like, no, you're impossible. You're impossible. Okay. Do when you get for Christmas, do you sometimes get two Legos as gifts? That's not the same it as ordering same. two suits. How come you're getting, you should only ask for one Lego, then you have to ask for something else, like a sword on the side or something. Uh, yeah, I do that too. But I guess here's the, the main problem is how do you turn off that thing to where you're always calculating how much stuff costs in a meal? Because I've done it so many times to myself where I'm like, well, everyone's ordering a steak, but I'm going to get a burger. And then, I, and then you come it, in here and cry. We've done this segment a million times, yeah. literally. And that's we've only been together for like three years. And a million times I've talked to you where you were mad about what somebody else ordered the table because you felt like they got away with something. They did. God damn it. <laughs> Two goops. <laughs> One of the darkest days in rock and roll history. Instead of today's the greatest, we might call this today's the lamest, but maybe something d- did kind of sort of good come out of this. Uh, today in history, February 20th, was the Station Nightclub Fire. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, oh, wow. um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll inform you because I learned something about this as well. Uh, the, this is the Great White Show? Yeah. The band Great White was playing a concert at a Rhode Island club. Yeah, a lot of people may not know, but Great White was like a hair metal kind of band in the 80s. Absolutely. And that's why I thought this was older. I thought this happened in the 90s. 
I learned today this happened uh, in 2003. What? 2000? No, yeah, it didn't. It did. I right? You thought it was like a long, long time ago. Absolutely thought it was Which a it, long time ago. Yeah, I thought Absolutely. this happened early in the 90s. No, in 2003, uh, the band Great White were playing at a nightclub in Rhode Island. The uh, manager of the band set off some pyrotechnics they had. Yeah. Uh, it was in a smaller nightclub. The pyrotechnics went up. It hit the soundproof foam, which caught on fire. Yeah. It was Fil- soundproof, not fireproof. Not at all. Uh People started running for the door trying to get out of there, and that's what the problem that happened is it yeah. created a bottleneck. People couldn't get out. I mean, the fire station, you know, the, they got there quick. The firefighters did, but still could not get people out. Uh, about 100 people died, 200 injured. Absolutely horrible, and there were a lot of lawsuits. The The guy that set off the pyrotechnics pled guilty to manslaughter, went to jail for 15 years. He got released, you know, after five years because— I guess there there were petitions and even victims' family members thought well, he I should get they, out. I but. mean, they you know it was essentially it was manslaughter, but it was unintentional. I mean, nobody was nobody was trying to hurt anybody. But yeah, man, this is I, I I'm shocked though that it was 20 years ago. I always thought that that story was something that happened 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, late 80s, early 90s, because it seems like because we've also heard about it in radio because I think somehow a radio station was involved and got sued. Like there were. It's something I know we've had to discuss or bring up in training somehow here in this industry. But the the good thing about it, which is also sad because it makes it seem like it was further back, but this was the catalyst to setting up more glowing, like lit up fire exits and having and changing a lot of safety standards in in concerts and clubs in venues to where you have multiple exits. They have to be illuminated at all times. Like it it changed that. And before there, there weren't quite as many safety precautions. And again, you're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, if that happened in the 80s, that makes sense. But 2003 is when the, the Great White Fire happened. Well, we, and you remind say- you, Great White probably hadn't been popular since 1989. It would be tough to see a middling band that's in its last legs. And oof. Well, careful, one of the guitar players did, did perish. Uh, but, yeah, it happened on this day in history. And... Just so completely surprised by it because it was a part of. Uh, What's odd is when you look back through history, the amount of theater fires that have killed people over the years. We just really haven't figured out theater fire technology. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater, by the way. There was a whole court case about that. That is it true you've gone overseas and discovered the solution to bringing your kids to a restaurant? Yes, but here's the great thing I went overseas the way that I can afford to do so, which is. That's a modem sound. Oh, that's exactly okay? it. Well, I was going to say, through the beauty of the onlines, I was able to travel overseas and find out about how other people are having some cool parenting uh, fun. I love the idea, but before we get into the parent pickup here in the next 10 minutes or so, the internet is also coming after me right now. Right. Get off! I can't use the phone! Shut up, mom! Anyhow, do you realize that the uh, average age probably of anybody listening to us right now does not remember the modem sound? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> they, just thought, they just see like the, the internet comes out of the sky. They, CJ's having another event. Oh, no. Uh, I will have an event if you keep crapping on me online. During the intro of the show, I said it, it annoys me that my fiance gets two soups. Gets uh, yes, or, or I called them goops. Cause you actually said off air. You said you're, you shouldn't be able to eat two wet things. Wet things. That's what. <laughs> that's the better solution because people are like, dude, it's gumbo and etouffee are not the same. Sure, fine, yes, but 
They're two wet things. Why are you getting a wet thing for an appetizer and a wet thing for a dinner? You've already hit the box of a wet thing for eating. Why are you getting two wet things? You only need one wet thing per meal. So you Not want- to mention a gumbo has the same stuff in it as an as a etouffee. Okay. I'm going to make you eat peanut butter on crackers the next time we go somewhere. But you know what? At least I'll be doing something not wet. So stupid. Don't you know what? Okay, we'll talk about this another day. Okay. Anyhow, parent pickup. How to? Fi- Maybe this will fix me. Maybe I need to do what you're doing with your kids. No chance it can help. It's time for parent pickup. Welcome to the parent pickup with our friend Matt Bearden. And restaurants are things that parents should not be in with their kids, right? It's it can be annoying to have kids around you, can it? I guess uh, so. Buddies of mine who just went to Las Vegas over the weekend. Went to a really fancy restaurant, and there were three kind of, uh, let's just say, uh, ill-prepared kids literally sitting at the table next to them and, and loudly jumping Phew. up and down. So, in Vegas. That's that's rough at a yeah, fancy Yeah, it's rough, place. you know, because you kind of go to Vegas to get away. Uh, a mom in Bali, and well, she's an American mom. She's traveling in Bali, and she's like, what the F are we doing back in America? There's, Can you think of any places that have playgrounds for kids? McDonald's? Yeah, except... Oh, uh, Amy's Ice Cream and Phil's Ice House. Uh, yeah, you said McDonald's. McDonald's used to have playlands. They've gotten rid of all of them uh, for legal reasons, I believe. And, uh, yeah, those gone. were hard, sharp plastic. <laughs> yeah, um, she's uh, one of these mom bloggers. She's traveling. Uh, she put up a video of this restaurant she was in in Bali, and she's like, literally every nice restaurant I've gone to has one of these, and it's... Did you ever go to church? Are you someone who went to church growing up? Not and they had, really. They had one of those cry rooms. and like a big glass window where parents could go when their babies were crying, and they could still see what was going, and there was a speaker. Yeah, pipe. like the airport smoking lounges. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Well, it's this kind of nice play area. There's actually, like, I don't want to call it a babysitter, but there's like an adult in the room who can tell kids, stop that, don't do that, whatever. And it's just an added luxury that this restaurant has. She says, hey, look, pretty much every restaurant I've been to, every nice restaurant I've been to in Bali has one of these. It's a nice area where your kids can play and not have to try to sit still. And uh, I'm like, dang. Now I think, well, maybe we should all go to Bali, except all these parents are piping in from all around the world going, wait a minute, in America you guys don't have kids' rooms in your restaurants? So that means it's a regular thing. It turns out that a lot of places people don't see kids as being horrendous. Um, the hard part about America is right now, if I want to go out with my wife and go to dinner, uh, well, not right now because my kids are finally of age where I can leave them at home. But, but up until the last couple years, you yeah, would have years to get ago, a babysitter. You would have to bring them with you. It was a whole plan. I know because we've hung out before and we've had to. It's an out of $200 to the night to do babysitters sure. and Ubers and, and what have you. And and then, you know, ordering pizza for everybody. So it would add. So I don't I mean. A date night would turn into a $400 night, which is not the kind of dough we can throw around, which meant that date nights were kind of rarities. We don't have family in town that can kind of look after our kids in that same way. Not to mention just if you do bring them, it's it's kind of more comfortable. Like, all right, the kids are coming with us. So we get to go out and eat. But then it's like, well, eat. No, eat. What do you want to eat? And it just becomes all that. Plus, you're worried about if they start acting up. It's right. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, if I ever took my kids out to dinner, my wife and I used to try to be out of the restaurant by 5 or 5.30 before, like, actual anybody got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not the greatest, uh, t- not the greatest evening. But um, it, what's smart about this is that I also, as an adult, even with somebody who has, who has kids, I don't like kids running up underneath my feet 
if I've gone to a nice restaurant. What's genius about this is it's sort of like how Ikea is that place where you, you check in your kids, you drop them off. You probably, you're looking at me strangely. You don't know that Ikea has a place where you can no, lock your I did, kids up. I did not. Yeah. They, it's like a Lord of the Flies kind of thing. You shove them in there. They beat on each other. Then everyone goes home. Your child is bleeding, and you fight with your wife on how to assemble uh, an Ikea cabinet. A Graga monk yeah. or the so, billy. Yeah. But what, what's nice about this is that they're sort of, sort of cordoned off. It's an area where there's a large glass wall, so you can look in there and see your kids and know that they're okay. But they're just right? playing. It's like how uh, Central Market has the yeah, playground outside. Yeah. No, See, I love but this even idea. That, even in the Central Market, it's open air, which means you can hear them. You can hear the kids. But this, this is place is locked up. away and you can't hear the kids. But it's not going to work for do you think also a difference with Americans and you've seen this quite a bit if there's a restaurant that says no kids allowed we kind of get indignant that like our kids Which is are ridiculous. Our Except, kids are right. It's, it's it our right to me. bring our kids where we want. It's my right. me. If a restaurant has a policy that says no kids, I don't understand why anyone would ever bring their kids or try to fight their kids. Oh, they do. Way and in I know. I see it. I see it. It's nuts. And especially the the most annoying thing is uh, I remember uh, Gourmands, uh, a great bar, used to go there, eat sandwiches quite a bit, and watch uh, soccer games. Hey, kids, nine o'clock, out of here. Eight yes. o'clock, whatever it was. It, it was yeah, yeah. Hang whatever. and party, but at a certain point. It's adult time. Kid, go, kid, go kids away. are out, and you would still get a couple people that. Well, uh, but uh, uh, my uh, kids are precious. Uh, well, it gets rid of all those problems if you were to have these kind of rooms. And I actually think that this is a really good investment opportunity for the sure. two of us. You and I could open a restaurant. We can charge a little extra because the parents aren't paying for babysitters. We just need to come up with a couple million dollars between you and me. Which I, you know, we're in radio, so we could probably. What is that? A week, week worth of saving? Yeah. yeah okay. The CMA Awards are returning to Austin. We've become, I guess, kind of a country music hub lately. Uh, uh, Matt, do you think it's because Bobby Bones, our uh, our cohort in radio, is is from here and broadcasts from here? Does he broadcast from via here? satellite? Oh. No, no, he's <laughs> completely from national. Here via satellite. I mean, he, st- he still wins best personality in radio every year. Well, he exists. He broadcasts I, here. I guess so. But uh, oh. the point is, fight, fight, fight. Hey. It's him or Lori Gardo, and they're two of the best. That's all, all it is. I'm I know not, Lori. I've never met Bobby. But. I'm not mad about not being great at radio. Bobby is surprisingly a lot like us and very defensive anytime his feelings get hurt. <laughs> well, that seems, is, to be, that seems to be the, uh, the, what, what, the, the going what, thing you need to have in order to work in this. In this. Still a radio person regardless of how wealthy he is. Did you and, see uh, how, how much work I had to try to put into that prior sentence, how I didn't have any words? It's it's okay. Yeah, I shouldn't be in broadcast. It's, um, fried. it's time for me to go. Well, I'm trying to get deeper into broadcasting, specifically this whole, uh, I want in on this country music racket. Okay. It has become the popular format of music in uh, in all of the United States, and it's it's biggest in country, and we've done the CMAs here several years in a row. Uh, I happen to be in, in a bunch of, you know, like radio broadcaster groups, and there's always a thing where they're looking for freelancers in Austin to cover the event. Right. You know, a station out of uh, right. Duluth can't right. hire someone or right. pay their people to come here. So they're like, hey, we can get a pass for you. Oh, really? We just need you to record audio and cover some Where stuff. Did you find out about that? Uh, just from these groups. And I, I was thinking this year I kind of want in on it. Can you get me on it? You know that I know. I know country music inside and out because I had goofy, weird parents. Absolutely. Well, I also realize why no one in the industry outside of maybe not even you, maybe Spinny. Uh, why, why no one likes me? I did. Uh, 
I found this clip and I wanted to share it with you mm. of uh, me years ago. This was the very first Country Music Awards. This okay. might have been 2013 or 14. All I right. don't know. But they were looking for someone to cover the event. And I uh, kind of sort of applied. Um, and then this is the... We were asked to send air checks. And, and so this is what you sent. This is what I sent. Okay. I'm Casey Morgan, and this is your Country Music Awards review. Sure, there's nothing better than getting in a pickup truck with your blue jean babe, hitting the dusty road, drinking a couple of beers, and going fishing. But we all know country music's really about one thing. And that's kissing your cousin. But how in the heck do I get my cousin to kiss me? The simple answer is to start with some Luke Bryan. Now, if your cousin's older and cooler and you're not sure how to kiss him, put on some Eric Church. You want to do shrooms and kiss your cousin who pretends to like old country and drinks a lot of whiskey? Sturgill. Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> Are you just a Nashville hipster with a man bun and want to kiss your cousin? How about Florida Georgia Line? Now, if you just want to wear makeup and pretend you are your own cousin while kissing the mirror, Lady Antebellum is for you. If you'd rather be kissed by several of your uncles at once, I recommend Brad Paisley. Everyone has that awkward cousin who recently lost a lot of weight and used to be a juggalo. Jason Aldean is perfect for that kissing occasion. If you're your cousin peaked in high school and still hangs out at the hometown bar, put on a little Dirks Bentley. And of course, Gary Allen's best for kissing amongst a group of cousins. That's your review of the Country Music Awards. Now, I'm Casey Morgan. <laughs> now, how, okay. how far do you think they got into this before they hit stop and realized it was a, a, a bit of a troll? I bet whoever has to look over these, I guarantee you that they're all going into an intern they're going into somebody who is just straight out of college and probably thought that was hilarious. Yeah. They didn't pass it up the chain. Yeah, because they don't want to get themselves in trouble. Again, I'm talking, I don't know if it's an intern because I'm talking about stations, like small market stations that have like three people maybe. But, but everybody, everybody has an intern. That's just the thing. Everybody has that person who's trying to work their way up in the business. I used to write letters to musicians all the time. Yeah. But I knew that it's somebody in their team that's writing them, yeah, that's reading them. reading, sure. And so I would write about, hey, I really enjoy your music. I say you, but what I really mean is uh, the music of the person who whose account this is. But I know who's reading this right now is somebody, hey, don't, you know, I know it's tough, it's long hours right now, you're working 12 hours a day, you're making 50 bucks, and that's got to suck, but just keep at it, and eventually you can work 11 hours a day yeah. for 45 bucks. So. You know what? I think I'm going to submit this again yeah. and hope that I just find the right station that's like, all right, we want this. We want a sense of humor. Um, last Can thing. I just tell you right now, as somebody who loves trolling in the comment threads of uh, country music Instagram accounts, that cousin that's kissings. not a group of people that have a really good sense of humor. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's the sucks. amount of fun I've had with Beyonce in the last two weeks oh. has been amazing. Poor Bay. Yeah. The CJ Morgan Show. He's the biggest piece of shit I've ever met in my life, and I've met some big pieces of shit in life and in a toilet. 101X. How much is your time worth? A new uh, poll says Americans value their daily chores at about $134. And this uh, got me to thinking. $134 an hour? Just for the entire day. Like all the crap you got to do around the house, dishes, laundry, whatever. $134 is what they say it costs them to do or or I guess what they'd pay. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into because I got into a discussion with my uh, young lady this weekend and... You know, we have a couple of friends that mow, that pay people to mow their lawns. Right. And it confuses me because that's one of the things I would rather do myself. I would rather save the money and do it because I also enjoy it, especially now that I got rid of all my gas powered stuff that takes forever to start. 
And God forbid you put the one-quarter oil gas mix in the blower and the half-oil-quarter gas mix in the weed eater, and then you got to... Point being, I got electrical. No, I have no trouble starting mine, but okay. Uh, I always, always had trouble. And those <laughs> things, probably because they got thrown a lot. Yeah, come on, let's be honest about it. It's, they got thrown a lot, didn't they? Dude, let alone changing out the stupid cords. <laughs> Listen, man, Craftsman, please endorse me because cra- the new electric products are great. Yeah. It's their- That's what happens for a tree saw. Actually, the batteries last. Everything yeah. works. Like It's not what it used to be, but I enjoy doing that. And we were talking about- landscaping because our friends just bought a house and I'm like, oh, here's what they need to do. Uh, that that deck's coming out. So And she's like, no, they're going to hire someone to do that. It's like, but we could do, he could just have me come over. And she's like, no. And she's like, I'm also worried about their landscaping because I'm worried about our landscaping. And I'm like, oh, well, let me know what you want to do and we can do it. And she's like, no, I'm just going to hire someone. And I'm like, why would you hire someone to do landscaping when I can do it? And she's like, because I want it done right. And I'm like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, that hurt. Shots fired. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but that's something I can do. Mm-hmm. That's something I enjoy doing. Now, can you? there are you? things. If if it came, if we wanted to put a new tree in the yard, like, trans, you know how you can transplant the whole big ass trees yeah. or stuff like that? Certain things, I'm like, yeah, we'll pay for that because I want to know it's done right. Even if it dies, I want to know, hey. We had someone, I think, that knew what they were doing. But when it comes to you and your your household things, are there any things that you would rather do yourself than pay someone? And more importantly, are there things that you're like, I would rather pay someone Here's to do Here's a this? bizarre thing. I could talk on this topic during this segment every day for the rest of the week or maybe the rest of the year uh, because you are in my wheelhouse right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, I have a car that's 25 years old. It's never been in the shop. I've done everything on it. Even like frustratingly, done. like you've had. I pulled some, the engine out of that, yeah. and I learned how to from uh, YouTube videos. Dude, I had you, no YouTube idea what I was lot. doing, and I put it back in, and I thought, "Oh my god, this this car will never start again." Uh, and it's because I am, I cannot stand. Can't. There's nothing more painful than paying somebody else to do something. I think it comes from you know my father and, and his father. Uh, you know, my grandfather was one of those. Um, what was that thing that happened? The the depression. The, no, no, no. I'm not War. talking about my 20s through 30s. Oh, I'm talking okay. about before that. Yeah. There was, you know, they they just, my grandfather would collect every nut and bolt he found on the ground because he might use it one day. Dude, I do that too. And I've he had, did everything I've had himself. to, I've had to yeah. stop. So I think I feel a little bit of personal shame if I hire anybody to do anything. My last house I had, I sanded it and painted the entire house, though I didn't know what I was doing because I just, I got a bid and somebody, I just thought it sounded like too much money. And so. It is very expensive. Um, now, I will say, with the Craftsman uh, battery-powered painter, it makes it easier. But <laughs> you, You're really going for that account, aren't Dude, you? <laughs> when it comes to painting, you forget the sanding. The prep is what sucks. It's, bru- it's brutal. Uh, Look, I, every, I'm going to add painting to my list of something I might paint Yeah, for. I'm trying to think of what I would be willing to pay someone else to do. I'm currently trying to figure out how to dig under my house to repair to a To do pipe. the plumbing, yeah. yeah and, I mean, that's how broken my brain is. Um, that Digging I, one in Austin's hard. Here's what's ridiculous. I got a bid to trim a tree. It was $1,200, which I thought was too much. So I got in the tree, and I did the trimming myself. Where I've had, where have I been going for the last three months? Uh, to rehab for to your physical shoulder. therapy yeah. at at even with my insurance one hundred dollars a pop. So I've been paying two hundred dollars a week. 
for 12 weeks. Sure. Can you yeah. do the math on that? Yeah, yeah. Do you realize how much money I did not save by going up in the tree myself? I hurt myself, fell out of the tree. It was ridiculous. I could have somebody else do this, and I would have I my entire Saturday to myself. My brain is broken. Yeah. Um, when it comes to things around, because, you know, we just got a house, uh, there's cabinetry is one I can't do because even though I, help? I, even though I help measure you. twice and cut once, Math, geometry, that crap's not for me, and it breaks my goddamn brain, and I'm like, how did this not fit? I did everything right. like I was supposed to. I watched the YouTube video. It didn't work. Yeah, I, here, um, And the- I get why my fiance, she, I think she also doesn't like me losing my temper, and she would rather just pay the money and feel comfortable yeah. than worry that I'm going to go ape S and destroy something. Hang a hang a door or a window. Put me down for paying someone. Okay. I would pay someone to do because every time I've ever tried to put a door in. It's very difficult. I, but I don't understand. I'm like, how many corners? Why? There's, there's more planes than you cutting think there it are. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it don't worry. Me. That I can help you with because I lived in a fraternity house in college where many doors were kicked in, <laughs> broke, and punched. And and that, that I think I can do. We're losing another gym, another... Austin Place is closing. This time, it's the Mall of Antiques. The Austin Antique Mall over kind of in the Crestview neighborhood, 183, um, over by Playland Skate Center. As a matter of fact, it's not being torn down to make way for a condo. It's being, I guess in a good way, we're losing Austin uh, Antique Mall. It's being torn down to make Playland Skate Center bigger. (laughs) Is this the Antique Mall that used to be on Burnett? Uh, it's it's kind of right over in that area. No, Maybe what I'm saying is there used to be something called the Austin Antique Mall on Burnett, which was closed down because they built some condos there. And now it's Did it getting... move somewhere else and now it's going so that they can have more roller skating space? I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly, got, I'm, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I am okay with this. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of antique malls on Burnett, so maybe we don't need more. But my my question is, even though... This is a good place, and I feel bad if you work at an antique store because they're great to go walk around and look at crap, but, man, it is expensive. And is it just me, and we'll find out why you're okay with this anyways, and maybe I'm getting onto the top, but is it just me, or is antiques really, has Bidenomics really ruined antiquing? I think antiquing has been ruined since the 80s. I mean, see, see, you say 80s because I clearly remember. First of all, as a kid, with my mom and grandma going to antique stores, and uh, my dad was a big flea market guy too, but even when I moved to San Marcos and moved to Austin back in like 2000, early 2000s, my buddy and I would go, when we would drive back home to Amarillo or you know, do those road trips, we would purposely stop in some of the small towns to go to antique stores. And I remember also going to Austin to go antiquing because everything was cheap. Yeah, no, don't remember. It was that at almost all. like don't Goodwill Salvation Army don't cheap. Don't remember now now garage sales, I remember places things being cheap. No, I'm talking those antiques. So those would, antique malls, what happens is you come in and you rent a ten by ten section, right? In an antique mall. You're, you, you're, it's your own store. Okay. No, it's not. You Each little section you go to where everything looks a little different, that's because somebody rented a little 5 by 10 or a 10 by yeah, 10 yeah. space. And that becomes and they your own pay 100 or $150 a month, and then they can put whatever junk that they have in there. And then their, their uh, label has their uh, initials on it, and that's how they find out how much they made at the end of the month. But they also have to cover $150 every month. And they usually, it's a way to, I don't know, 
I don't know that anybody can make their living antiquing. It's usually kind of just a hobby and fun for sure. them. Or they make their real money on high-end stuff because you can sometimes you find this the right piece and with you can sell it for nine, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, whatever. And things with gold trim. Yeah, it's to me, it's all the same crap. In well, these maybe antiques, it's because right? it looks like crap. It's cheap crap, but now it's all very expensive. It used to be cheap crap. Austin got hit pretty early, and maybe that's why it's always seemed more expensive here. Is that people in Austin were like, I don't want new crap. I want old crap. Absolutely, because it's it's made of actual wooden stuff. I mean, geez, the record cabinets alone that they have at this place on Burnett Road, ridiculous. They yeah. look great. Like to their credit, they've done a wonderful job refurbishing them. That stuff's awesome. Yeah. Um, but maybe along the lines of the topic we were discussing earlier, if you're lucky, you can find something on Facebook Marketplace that's too heavy. The wiring screwed up, and you can maybe get it there. I guess what I mean is there would be a way for if you're doing a lot of – if you are having a lot of pieces out there, and I see a lot of places doing this, you can get to a consumer a lot easier now on Instagram or Pinterest, and then you're not paying the extra $150, $200, $300 a month to rent your small little corner of an antique mall. Yeah. And, and you have much lower overhead. Sometimes buying things online, you don't get that instant gratification quite the same. But this is really about you wanting to have instant gratification for finding something cheap. Yeah. And bringing it deal. back to your house. Yeah. Like, I, I, I found just this World War II bayonet. Yeah, I just realized what happened. You went to a mall recently, and they charged you more than you thought you should pay for a weapon. I just, I, it took me it huh. took me this entire it? segment to get to where we were going. I was well, thinking of candlesticks and old boxes and furniture, and I just realized someone wanted more for a sword than you thought that they should be asking for, and that's why we're having an entire segment. Isn't know, that true? Everyone thinks swords Isn't and knives that true? are worse stuff, and guess what? They're not. And I won't buy it. Also, Playlands, you can't go skating in with a sword or a knife. It's dangerous. It's like running with scissors. Uh, rest in peace, Austin Antique Mall. May you, uh, you know, maybe they'll do a big discount sale soon. And we can go find a bunch of crap. And whenever I'm told I can't have it at the house, just bring it in here in the studio. We'll have a new, ca- we'll, uh, we'll have a new credenza. Yeah, or we could also drive to Gittings and then ask somebody, hey, can I have that out of your front yard? And they'll give point. it to you. Did you know? I don't know if I did. Did you know? Houseflies, uh, we've all heard that they they live like 24 hours, one day. So if there's a housefly in your house, okay, they just live one day and then they'll okay, be gone. Real quick, we I didn't know that. That's not, really? Well, did you know that's not true? They, oh. actually, they actually live 20 to 30 days, not just 24 hours. It's a common misconception. Uh, you might confuse them with mayflies or the little gnats, but the, the common housefly lives a lot longer um, it only takes uh, five minutes for them to uh, get pregnant, to lay a maggot, and uh, that'll be a housefly within itself within 24 hours of being laid. So if you have a fly problem, you might want to take care of it and not just be like, ah, oh, they'll be dead in 24 hours. So they're a little more of a problem yeah. than you think. Yeah. I, as somebody, I used to live behind a hamburger joint. <coughs> and, Excuse me. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, they had a big dumpster right there. And if we ever tried to leave our back door open or our window, within moments, the house would be completely filled with flies. And that's why I know that flies don't die in a day. Luckily, I moved out of there and I moved to a place that was next to a chicken place. And well, and nope, they cooked same, the, same they amount, cooked nope, the same, same oh, amount of flies, same amount of flies. I Real had some neighbors. Uh, they were actually two houses down from me. This is how bad it was. But they uh, it was a trap house pretty much. And they had a crawfish boil one day. And like all the kind of neighborhood went over there, mainly because we wanted to know what was going on. But 
they filled their recycling bin because there was so much trash with I crawfish shells. Here, yeah. And the city didn't empty that it. That is a wonderful smell, isn't it? Oh, dude, just it's it's awful. So they had just forever just this blue bin with crawfish shells. And I don't even know if the city didn't empty it or they didn't take it out, but it was it was a while yeah. that it was out there and it was it was bad, dude. And there were just the neighborhood was in flies. Plus behind their house and our house was just kind of one of those not a retention pond, but like a creek that went to one. So there was just gross green space where they could breed. It was, it was disgusting. I know this is did you bad. know, but I went to a bachelor party once, and the place we went to for crawfish smelled horrendous. And somebody made a comment about, "Is that your? Does the city not picked up your shells or something?" And they said, "Oh well, the shells have been sitting out for a well, while." The shells have been sitting out for a while. But they said, uh, "No, this was in Texas." They said, no. "Oh, but also our septic field has backed up." So. That's I was like, so that's just poop and craw- crawfish Gross. shells? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you, can I get you anything else? And I was like, no, I wish I hadn't eaten here. It's a bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Hey, did you know? Do we know? Do you know that when someone stops smoking weed, they generally will experience a huge increase in their dreams and the vividness of their dreams? That's their brain trying to catch up on all the missed REM or REM sleep for the next two to seven weeks. So if you want to have really vivid pop-out dreams... Um, stop smoking weed, which is weird because I don't smoke weed, but I have really crazy vivid dreams all the time. Uh, same when I stopped drinking, really vivid dreams at the beginning. You know, my son's 11. He doesn't have dreams. We've yeah, discussed this. this. Does that mean he's getting super high? He might be. You might need to start <laughs> checking his drawers for little bags of weeds and vape. Uh, did you know people who look young for their age have a higher life expectancy than those who don't? That's all the info it gave me, but it kind of feels like, yeah, no S. Yeah. Of course. It seems like their body's not breaking down this fast. That that makes sense, but I do want to know more about that. Well, I but got one go. for you that I know you're going to enjoy. Okay. Did you know? Do we know? Uh, Domino's Pizza locations in Scotland? What do they have that's special that we don't have here? Uh, haggis? No, they have their own registered tartans for employees who prefer to wear a kilt. So it's their very own Domino's branded tartan so that they can have a very special plaid on their very own kilts. Domino's tartan. Let me see if they have any on eBay. Look at them, dude. That's it. Those are pretty rad. They're the Domino's colors. They're not bad. All right. Domino's tartan eBay. Would you like, should we get one for Spencer? He's out today. He's not feeling well, so maybe we can. Well, there are some Domino's shirts and uniforms for sale. But I don't see a Domino's tartan. Uh, you have to go to uh, eBay Scotland. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. eBay.sc. Or, you know what? We'll figure it out <laughs> together. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Could it be weird? Could it be wired? Why are engineering students so mean to everyone else? Uh, when I was in college, the engineers uh, that lived in my co-op, uh, they had to study so much. And they they tended to be kind of right brain folk anyway. Sure, and uh, yeah. and then they would get aggravated if we made noise, and they were always grumpy. And I used to just think, man, engineering students, they ain't no fun. But it turns out some of them are an absolute blast. Like band nerds are? They always hook up on trips? Uh, yeah, this is kind of similar to that. Okay. You know those electric cars that a kid can get into? The little tiny ones? You know what I'm talking about? Like a Barbie Jeep yeah. or whatever? An electrical engineering student in Germany... Made an adult one? Took a toy car. No, it's a toy car. It's the small toy okay, car. Okay, okay. 
but he reinforced it to protect so it could put his weight on there. And he modified it as a uh, in order to show an idea he had. He, the toy car now goes 92 miles an hour. <laughs> Dude, he's making he made a Mario Kart. Yeah, Marcel Paul, and it's funny. It looks almost like a Mario Kart. It's a, he's an electrical engineering student at Fulda University of Applied Sciences. He said he spent 10 months conducting research and modifying the toy car into a high speed vehicle. Um, his goal. He said that when he looked at the maths, he really thought he could get the car to go 88 miles an hour. He actually hit 92 miles an hour. I don't think it makes a difference, the extra four miles. I think when you're riding on a piece of plastic that fast, you don't care you're about the extra You're going to die anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, you just want to hit 88 so you can time travel. But other than that, yeah. This thing looks exactly like a tiny Mario Kart race car. He had to wear... You know those uh, leathers they put you in? Have you ever gone out to, like, uh, MotoGP on the weekend out at uh, Coda? Yeah. So they, that entire leather bodysuit that they put you in? Yeah. He has a helmet, whatever, and he took off and he hauled ass. And here's why I bring this into Weirder Wired. I want us to do this. It's too fast. No. See, what I'm I I'm watching like... it, and it looks incredible. Remember, this is a thing the size of um, like a pizza box underneath his ass, and he's going 90 miles an no, hour. See, that is pretty rad, but to me what makes it more fun is if you were actually having some kind of Mario Kart competition. So you wouldn't be able to go as fast, but you would still have the reinforced vehicles because you would have little projectiles you could shoot at each other and stuff. That is what makes it fun. It's more like a crash kind of derby racing. And as I learned in go-kart racing, you can't do it. I'm showing you a video right now. Uh, the audience out there can't see. Yeah, it, but, that's, but it, he's he looks hauling like the, ass. Do you remember when those guys would lay down on their skateboards or and they would like use the their luge. skateboard as, yeah. a, as a toboggan? God, that thing is so tiny, too. It's so tiny, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I would rather have a little war with them. And I realized, like I said, with go-kart racing, we did a work day where we went and had, uh, you know, we raced go-karts. We went out to pinballs and did all that. Yeah. And I learned that you cannot rough each other up because our coworker, Sierra, my dear sweet friend, was we were on a team, but she was in my way, so I pit maneuvered her. Yeah. Which is where you take your front right bumper and hit her back left, That's and exactly. she spun out of control. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, technically, you're not. They, 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 I got a warning flag for that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't. But it would be fun to have some kind of little, because that card is so tiny. Like, it really looks like Koopa when he's on the Mario cards. I have a buddy. We all went up to pinballs, and I pit maneuvered a buddy, and when I did... He had a bunch of mushroom capsules <laughs> in his pocket that went everywhere. <laughs> and the yeah. kid who came out, who was supposed to yell at us, like, hey, grown man, you're not supposed to do that. His pills went everywhere. And so he just told the guy, he was like, that's my heart medication. So that kid got every other 15-year-old working at pinballs. To find a bunch of shrooms. To find a bunch of shroom pills. <sighs> Eventually they said, hey, guys, it might be time to go. Hey, thanks for uh, covering up my name. <laughs> the internet has never been so easy. That's right, baseball's back, and it's usually not interesting until the College World Series. And then again, not until October, but college baseball is back. Uh, your Texas Longhorns looking pretty good, Matt. I think we're think we're going to be okay this year. I, I mean, I've taken all of my focus off of UT basketball, and, sure. which has been very yeah. frustrating this season. Unless uh, women's basketball, they're, that's they're true. pretty that's rad. True. They're fun to watch. That's true. And I have uh, put all my focus on uh, baseball and softball. Uh, well, baseball's already getting some traction, and uh, one game in particular went viral this weekend. I think this was uh, South Dakota State or or new San Diego Beach, whatever it is, 
Uh, I just want to play you this clip. I don't want to tell you what it is, but this is uh, the clip and uh, part of what's going viral for this baseball team. First pitch just hit Angelo. Hit for the second time. This one skips in and it got him again. May have got him on the bounce before it hit him this time, but Angelo was hit for the third time today. And he just got hit again. That's the fourth time he's been hit today. And he just got hit again. You really can't make these stories up. How was your debut as a Hornet? I got hit by a pitch five times. Uh, he got hit by a pitch nine times. Nine? Nine times he was hit by a pitch. Uh, and at some point, you start, instead of blaming the pitchers, you got to start blaming the batter. What is he crowding the, the plate? Is he left hand? Like, nine times in his debut for, let me see what uh, school this was, just so... Just so we get it right. But uh, did he uh, not rush the mound at some point? I guess not. Sacramento State. Um, I think they also take that a lot more seriously in college baseball, like the fighting. Well, they do, but, but was he? did it say that he was his debut? Oh, I'm sorry. He got hit by pitch seven times in his first eight at-bats. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, eight times. I guess, you know what? Let's, let's finish the montage. Why not? Did he just get hit again? He did. The first pitch just got hit. Again, that's an RBI. So congratulations on your first RBI as a Hornet, but he just got hit again, and that hit him. <laughs> Massiangelo got hit again. So now that is now eight times in nine at-bats. Oh, okay, wow. Eight times in nine at-bats, he was hit by a pitch, which is just ridiculous. Like that, I don't even know if there's an MLB record. And you, and, and I don't, is he, is he a big home run hitter? I don't know cuz this is his first time playing for the for Sacramento State. It's not like there's some kind of beef that you're trying to settle so you it's keep too dinging early the guy. On. Yeah. It sounds like it's this doesn't actually sound like it's a story about a pitcher getting hit. It sounds like it's a story about the opposing team having the worst pitching staff anywhere. Yeah, I didn't look up to see if this was a junior college or something like that, but yeah, that's uh that's a that's a lot. Eight eight times hit by a pitch, and you know what? At least he made the internet. He got an RBI, and he uh, is is mildly famous on oh, the internet. I just looked up the school. It's the California Fingerless College. Yeah, none of their uh, none of their. Okay, they so, don't have fingers. So you gotta yeah. palm it in. Yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah, explains well, it. You know that makes it a a lot more sad. And uh, the last chunk of something to hit the internet today. Earlier we were talking about our uh, the Austin Antique Mall. And why it's closing. Right. Fortunately, it's not because of this. Uh, this happened in a Texas antique store. It was all caught on camera, and they're now looking for the suspect that did what? Remember when I was disgusted? That night, uh, one of the dealers sent me a video that she had from a camera in her own booth. I think they've been in here before. The employees recognized them and said they were just, you know, the guy was really nice and she was nice and um, they just shopped around for a few hours. What did they do with those products? They threw them away mostly. Uh, what did they do with those products? I, I, sorry, the clip didn't say it. Uh, the guy was putting them up his butt and putting them back. <laughs> <laughs> he was clearly on camera grabbing them, taking them, putting them in his pants, shoving, moving, wiggling, taking them out, and then putting them back on the shelves. So is he? I guess that's a way of marking your territory, perhaps. I don't know. Or maybe it's some kind of kink. That's yeah. his thing. Don't shame him.
That's what yeah. he likes doing. Um, did they say what the products were by any chance? I mean, I just think race cars, like little Hot Wheels. Okay, that's way jackass. Because if it was I, those I old Coca-Cola signs. <laughs> it's the CJ Morgan Show. 101 X.